All right, are you ready? Man, come on, Neil. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get it. Let's peace these broken pieces together. guys episode 20 the big 2-0 and i wouldn't have it with anybody else than this man right here um man how long have we known each other now i don't know when you said eight years earlier that kind of blew my mind has it been that long it feels that i mean let's think i moved back to cali in 13 so yeah damn that's when we met up with connect nice (laughs) wow man that's crazy right yeah so wow 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 all right, so I just we, felt uh, like three more gray hairs pop, uh, well, and four I, more hairs fell out. I'll, I'll beat you to that. I beat you to that in thirteen. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so we got um, my uh, good friend since thirteen. Now you guys know our timeline. Yep. Um, uh, we actually got introduced through an acquaintance, Jim. Mm-hmm. What up, Jim? Shout out to Jim. I think he's still at the gym. <laughs> Jim at the gym. Um, but anyway. Uh, we literally met, I think, at like a caribou coffee place, if I, if I remember right? correctly. Yeah, because yeah. Jim was like, hey, because I met Jim through another uh, acquaintance and I was trying to get back to performing and all of that. And I was looking for uh, someone to help manage. And then that's how I ran into Jim. And then Jim was like, oh, I got someone who can uh, help produce and he's good in, in film and photography, which is what we're going to talk about today. And that was that's where we ran into my friend Brian, Brian Carey, over here. And then uh, the rest is history, as they say. A lot of history. A lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of history. Lot of history. There, there was a whole bunch that happened like in a very short period of time. That's right. <laughs> so my friend Brian, um, uh, his uh, he's got uh, he's a man of many hobbies uh, of, of a few that I learned about today <laughs> that I didn't know about. Um, he's also. Uh, he does film and photography as a profession, and he uh, is getting his feet wet in the real estate game. Well, back in so back in finance because I did mortgage for a long time and finance. Yeah, yeah. so um, real estate is the new one. So real real estate and mortgage. Yeah, yeah mortgage and man, yeah, yeah, multi talented. So what what made you want to get into the real estate game? I mean, there's many obvious reasons, but. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, back when I was doing mortgage before, yeah. um, it was a great career and whatnot. Yeah. Got out of it during the boom. And then uh, it's just a really good friend of mine, uh, Armand. What's up, Armand? Um, he's Armand. been like. Sounds Persian. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> no. It's a Persian name, but all right. Shout out uh, to Armand, yeah. wherever you're from. <laughs> Yeah, he's literally for like eight years. This has been like, dude, come work with me, come cool. work with me, and uh, and for eight years I was like, yeah, 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 we should. It never did. <laughs> and then uh, you know, is along with everybody else, uh, the pandemic just forced me to like rethink everything. Yeah. And uh, I just like, what the hell? Might as well. So took my classes, got my license. He got his broker's license. He's been doing it for twenty years. So he just officially became a broker. Wow. And uh, we're like, let's do this, man. So we're we're like. Uh, there's a couple of people on the team, but he and I are the ones here in SAC, and we're about to take over the market. Hey. Hey, let's awesome, do this. Um, but a- it, just on a side note, I got to represent my brother and my sister-in-law in their first home purchase, so that was special. So it's my first uh, purchase as a real estate agent, and yeah. it's for my brother and my sister-in-law. So That helps, uh, man. That helps that you know, you know, you have the 
you kind of get your kind of your ha- hand held in the beginning with pe- people you know, people family, yeah. and then you start building your portfolio like that. So that's cool. Yeah, man. yeah that's special. You do you see yourself doing that for a long time? Yeah, I think this is where I'm gonna land, man. Yeah, yeah, because cool. I needed something uh, that didn't tie me down. Um, you know, there's there's a lot. Corporate world's great for a lot of things. Yeah. You know, you get the paycheck, you got the steady income, you get the benefits and whatnot, but you're shackled to your desk. Uh, you don't have the freedom uh, that you need to do the things that I do. So, you know, I want to be able on a, on a dime to take a film project mm-hmm. uh, or to, you know, bounce out of town for a shoot yep. or just go to the beach for the day and just sign out. You know what I mean? Um, you're an entrepreneur you, at heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a grind, but, um, I needed that freedom to have control of my life. And, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's work. Uh, it's everyday grinding, but you paid your dues though. You yeah. paid your dues, man. I mean, you've, you've shared stories with me. I mean, you lived in LA for 11 years, 11 years. Yeah. yeah. You dog sat for celebrities. That's what I dog trained. Dog trained. Trained. Yeah. 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 That sounds much better. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't sit on dogs. <laughs> Nor so, should you. It's a bad habit. <laughs> yeah, I try not to. How did you get it? How did you get connected to that? Let's go back to that. Real That's quick. a crazy story, but I'll keep it brief. Um, I was working at this place called West LA Music. Um, it's it's like a guitar center, but higher end. Um, okay. It's a lot of celebrities come through. You have to like be buzzed in. You can't just like roll up. Oh snap! Uh, okay. Yeah, security lets you so in. So they won't let me in. No, <laughs> no, they'd be like, "Sir, guitar center's that way." <laughs> Um, but we would get like a lot of celebrities come through and we built like recording studios and things like that. So I was working there and I was in charge of the, the DJ section, like the pro audio section. And this dude came in and then this dude just had mad swag. Like he came in and he's like full sleeves of tattoos and like, like hair kind of like yours, but even brighter. Um, and, and he just came in and just with this fucking. Yo, can we cuss? Can cuss oh, yeah, he had fucking confidence, man. Just mad swagger. Yeah. And he, I was like in the DJ room fucking around, like scratching and shit. Yeah. And he came in and he was like, dude, he's like, I'm feeling this. He's like, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'm Tyson. And uh, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I rap and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'm looking for a DJ and a producer. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get down, let's get down. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Cause like, there's a dime a dozen in LA. Yeah. And he was like, dude, just come to my place, man. Let's talk. So he gives me his address and like I pull up and dude is like balling out like mansion in the hills, like beautiful home. Oh my God. And his wife like is A&R at a record label and all this stuff. I was like, all right, dude might be legit. Go down. He's got a full studio built into his house. And I'm like, all right, let's get down. (laughs) So sidebar though, I was like, so I was like, is that this how you make your money? Is I actually know I'm a professional dog trainer. I'm like, what <laughs> like like sitting in this mansion yeah you know um but he had worked with like like uber famous people like big 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 names and he was like you know do you know anything about dogs and i was like well yeah i've trained my own dogs and i've had dogs my whole life and he was like dude i'm looking for a partner like he was like we can do that by day and make music by night so he taught me his system and uh and we just started working together what a connection to that like the two things you did yeah. Uh, you had you already knew about dogs and then yeah. music obviously djing and we'll, we'll talk about how you got into that because that was one of the main things that got, that's how got us yeah. connected yeah, yeah for sure that's cool man so you did that for how long i did that for up until i left la like wow. that was like the last job i had in la and you left la in what year again shit i'm bad at math but my daughter's 18 and we came back when she was so maybe 15 years ago 15 years ago. no 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 seven well whatever 17 years ago 17 I years ago yeah damn and, old 
<laughs> and you were born in Sacramento already, or what? I was, technically, I was born in Phoenix. Oh. But, uh, but we came back when I was like months old. So I consider I, myself a California native. California native. Yeah. yeah. Man, so you you weren't a big fan of L.A. long term. Is that true? I uh, mean, I still love L.A. Yeah. Um, so the way we ended up back in SAC. It's expensive, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, so we owned a home already. The way we ended up back in SAC was um, we were living in this place called Valley Village. Um, it's one of those little neighborhoods that you have to know, like live there to understand what it is. Mm. So normally we just tell people Studio City because Valley Village is sandwiched in between Studio City and North Hollywood. Okay. Um, but they, re, they, they gave it its own little name because it's really expensive and like mm. they didn't want to be considered North Hollywood because North Hollywood was kind of janky at the time. Yeah. It's come up. Um, so it's his own little like slice of, of neighborhood, like very nice homes, a lot of, lot of industry people, a lot of producers and directors and whatnot. Anyway, so we're living there and, uh, my daughter had, you know, I don't remember how old she was, maybe 10 months old, I think when we left. But Mm. before that we had started talking about, uh, like coming back to SAC, you know, we had a baby and we were like, you know, we kind of like her to be close to the family and the grandmas and everything else. And yeah, I don't know how you feel about the universe and energy and whatnot, but you know, be careful what you ask for type of thing. Because yeah. as soon as we started talking about it, this is like beginning of December, we were saying, oh, let's just test the waters. Let's just kind of see like if maybe now's the time to move back to SAC. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even kidding, man. Like a week later, the phone rings and it's uh, Governor Schwarzenegger's office. Yeah. And it's for my wife. She's a lawyer. And um they're like, yeah, so there's this position in the governor's office and your name has been mentioned. If you're interested, we'd like to talk to you. When can you be in Sacramento? And she's like, well, we're coming home for the holidays. We'll be home for, for two weeks. And they're like, uh, they're like, that's great. Uh, pack a box of clothes. Cause you might not come home. Uh, wow. and that's literally how it happened. No. She interviewed, they gave her the job and she started like beginning of January. Ooh. So I drove home by myself. Oh my God. Yeah. Man. Crazy. So I, I believe it though. I believe in like law of attraction. You, you put, absolutely. You, you put, you put it out there on the ether and, or just in the universe and yeah. it, it does come back. But th- that obvious within a week, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. No it bigger was signing. crazy how fast it happened. Yeah. And it was like the worst for me, man, because that's when I was training dogs. So yeah. I spent all day with my daughter and she was working all the time. Yeah. Um, so it was just me and my daughter all day, every day. Yeah. And we had lunch together and mm-hmm. I was changing her diapers in the van <laughs> and she's on my back. Like literally I'm training dogs with her in one of those big fancy packs. I had a little hood and like little shit hanging from it. Yeah. She's just like playing with shit and whatever. <laughs> um, but I was with her all day, like every day. And I went from that to being 300, 400 miles away from her. Oh. And I'm not gonna lie, dude. I cried all the way back to LA. I was just like, oh, bro, yeah. it was the worst, man. It was the worst leaving yeah. her in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, and so for, Jesus, I don't remember how long it was. However long it was for me to sell the house yeah. um, and finish up all my affairs in LA yeah. and come back to Sacramento, I was driving back and forth and back and forth, back yeah. and forth, man. Crazy. Like I got so good at that drive. I can tell you everything about I-5 between <laughs> Sacramento and LA. I mean, there's a lot of farm. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you where to stop, where not to stop, yeah. where to roll up your windows because it stinks. <laughs> I mean, oh, like, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colinga. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Colinga. Stinks. Horrible. <laughs> I think Turn off like, your vent. There's like a million cows there. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Oh, man. Well, so all in all, that that transition, I mean, yeah, that's got to be tough. Like you go from having her on your shoulders to like, not having her own. Yeah, how long? seeing her like every other weekend or something. Jesus, yeah, and you're and you're trying to wrap up things over there now, and and this is all happening so fast. Yeah, and and 
you know, you're trying to catch up with that. I mean, like you said, be careful what you. It's not really be careful what you ask for. You guys were flirting with the idea of coming back here. Yeah. So it it happened. Like go for it. And and um, you know, and fortunately, you know, your wife had the security with the job is already set. So now it's just your your. So what? How long did that take your situation to to bring you back up? I want to say it was like three or four months. Okay. Yeah, it was a minute. Cause Probably I, a long three, four months, though. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, the, the house was torn to shit. Like, we were doing all these, like, remodeling. And, oh, you were in the middle of all this? Oh, man, we had, like, huge holes in the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. We had just redone the kitchen. And it was funny because uh, I always used to say, like, people are like, God, you're always working on your house because it was built in 48. It yeah. wasn't a new home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, when are you going to be done working on your house? I was like, probably the day I sell it. And like legit the night before the house went on the market, I was still painting and oh like God. covered in paint and dust and I'm like cleaning it and getting it ready to, to be seen. Man. And then we sold it. Yeah. Sold it. Well, and then, um, so you guys then moved directly to the house you guys are at now? No, no. So, um, this was during like the peak of the market. So like shit was moving really fast. So we were staying with my mother-in-law yeah. and we we're looking at houses and everything was just going like mad fast. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just like now everything was going over asking. Yeah. Um, and it was just frustrating. Like every house that we were looking at where they were like, Oh, that's sold for 50 over asking. And we're like, man, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's a dump. Like, yeah. you know, pissed off. Yeah. There was this strip of new homes, um, right by my mother-in-law, um, like, uh, two blocks away, yeah. super close. Yeah. And we remember when, when those were being built and we're like, damn, man, that would have been so nice to get in on one of those homes. Yeah. Um, we'd be like right where we want to yeah. be. But they sold, like, people lined up for two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. like, camped out, and they sold, like, sight unseen. Um, they looked at floor plans, were like, I want that one. Wow. So they were gone yeah. immediately. So we're, like, missed out on those. But then um, my boy, um, who was a real estate agent, uh, and one of my best friends, my boy Tomas, uh, shout out to Tomas Puerco. We call <laughs> each other Puerco, pig in Spanish. Okay. It's, it's a long story. Um, he calls me up, and, he, and he's like, he's like um, or actually, I'm sorry, Steph calls me, and she was like, there was one model in this development that we really liked. Yeah. Everything else we're like, eh. But this one model, we're like, ooh, that's the one. And uh, she calls me up and she was like, you're not going to believe this. One of those homes just went on the market. It looks like an investor just bought it and sat on it um, for like a couple months. Yeah. And like jacked up the price. But we had just sold a house in L.A. So yeah. we were like, you know, pretty fat pockets at that point. So we didn't care about the elevated price. And she was like, call Tomas, get in the house, go check it out. And, um, so long story short, we got in the house at like noon, put an offer immediately, full price offer. They accepted it like five o'clock that day. The, the investor was, I think he was in like Russia. He wasn't even um, in America. Um, and he was just like, sure. And so no one else saw the house. So we got it for asking price. Um, if anybody else had seen the house, we would have paid way more. Wow. So that was it. That's how we got into the house. But, but I want to catch uh, what you said about you you saw this neighborhood and you were like oh, it, w- it would have been it would have been cool yeah again you put it out yeah right? that's i mean I'm, I'm looking at the pattern here yeah and, and and it it opened up right it did and you were listening though that's that's i think the the real point here yeah like you guys were paying attention the the job for for your wife was more obvious but right. but this one you, you guys had to do some fishing on but Still awesome though, man, and yeah, and, man. and you guys got, got were super close apparently to, to yeah. your, your in laws and yeah, literally a couple blocks away. We have never paid for childcare ever. Yeah, that's that's a fortune. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, like legit. Like I would wake up in the morning, my mother in law be downstairs like drinking tea and reading the paper. Yeah, like all I had to do was get ready and go. 
Yeah. And then she would let my daughter sleep. And then when my daughter woke up, she'd feed her breakfast and then she'd take her to her house and I'd pick her up from her house in the afternoon. Oh man, that's definitely a luxury. dude. Uh, My sister, when she had my nieces, well, the first one, uh, she was, we weren't even living here. Right. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't, she was, first of all, everybody and, Mm -hmm. and their parents know this. My story is as far as who's listened to this podcast, but, um, you might even know it, but we, we moved to, uh, we came from Maryland to here, as you know, mm-hmm. but the reason why we did that was because my sister wanted my mom and dad near because mm-hmm. my brother-in-law's parents lived in Iran, so they weren't even near close. And she knew she wanted to have kids and her and her, my brother-in-law were talking about it. So as soon as she mentioned this to my parents, my parents were like, all right, we're out. Like immediately. Like <laughs> Boom. what, you know, they were like at that point, I want to say they're in their early fifties, mm-hmm. some late forties, early fifties. So they're kind of like ready to be grandparents and mm-hmm. these are going to be their first grandchildren. So, Oh, they're all about it. Oh, for sure. So my parents were like, let's go. And then they shipped me out here and then I'm, I'm here three months by myself, which was huge for me because I actually learned how to be a human being. Yeah. <laughs> like I learned, <laughs> how old are you? I was 18. Oh, yeah, that's a good time. Maybe 17, actually. Yeah, I, I turned 18 here. My 18th birthday was celebrated in, Perfect, in Cali. Yeah. So, but up until that birthday, I was living like I was 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mom's washing your socks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those socks, too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I know. Yeah, you don't want to meet teenage Pej. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time out. Foul. <laughs> oh, I. Full disclosure, bro. It was it was bad. Anyway, I um, I just, I um, I wasn't really uh, aside from just hygiene's missing big mm. time. Was uh, upstairs like not taking. I had just finished high school. Was trying, going to college, community college, mm. mind you, and then just kind of careless right i just got in a car accident like a year prior like almost killed me mm. and i come out of that i'm just like whatever like it's everything is like chill like no care in the world mm-hmm. like a 17 year old boy would do right and then my but my parents fucking moved here for their kids to have an opportunity to right. like make something that they didn't have that opportunity right. in iran so like i wasn't thinking about any of that clearly yeah. right my sister's married at this point. She's about to have kids. She wants to have kids. So I'm just like about to start college, like literally two weeks out. Mm. Right. And my dad comes into my room and goes, you're moving in a week and a half. We got your tickets. You're going to, she didn't, he, he didn't even say at first where he's like, <laughs> we're moving you in with your sister in California. In my head, when he said California, in my like careless mind because they initially lived in Nevada that's where my brother-in-law went to school yeah so they they got married he finished school then they moved to Cali I missed that part like in my head I was just like oh cool I'm gonna be in Nevada even though he like literally said California it's like that scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber it's <laughs> like where are you headed Aspen California great like it was just like so stupid of me anyway so and then I we, we end up I end up in Cali like n- no joke within a week Damn. Within a week, my whole life, I canceled all my college courses that I had, the whole three of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was basket weaving, uh, there was uh, women's studies, and uh, and gym. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. all crucial, by the way. (laughs) Um, Credit's a credit, we don't discriminate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All fine careers. (laughs) (laughs) But um, not a knock on any of those classes. Exactly, exactly. 
Um, so yeah. And then I move out here, can't go to college because I'm out of state. Mm. So it costs me an arm and a leg to afford one class. Right. It's not like I, I'm sitting on moolah, right? right? I'm like broke. I'm working at Walmart. I'm mm. pushing carts. Nice. This is the funny part. I transfer I'm, in my head out of not even knowing where, where California is. <laughs> I had the wherewithal to go. I'm going to transfer my job thinking I'm working this legit job. No knock on pushing carts. Yeah. I paid my dues that way. And anyone who's doing that more respect to you. But you know, it wasn't the end game. It wasn't me. your dream job. Exactly. But I yeah. wasn't even dreaming. Yeah, that yeah. was the point. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, I just need like 300 bucks. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I move over and then I, tra- I transfer from a store in Germantown, Maryland to Vacaville, California, Walmart. Right. Right. Wait, and your sister was in Sacramento? She was living in Dixon at the time. Oh, okay. So, so not as yeah. far away. For but people still... who don't know, Dixon, Vacaville, five, ten minutes apart, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they were in Dixon, California, which anybody who knows what Dixon is, it's basically you got like 13 it's houses farm. and then <laughs> <Yeah>. farm. <laughs> yeah, how did they end up in Dixon? Right, so uh, my brother-in-law has a, had a sister who had just moved there. Uh-huh. And... And she hella sold and, it. And, and the homes were affordable at the time. Yeah, because you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you're really into corn and cherries, you're in great shape. But beyond that, like... So before that, they had a small stint in Pittsburgh, California, uh-huh. Bay Area. Yeah. And then they moved to Dixon. Long story short, I end up in Dixon. I I uh, get my... I work for a year. Just work. No mm. school, nothing. Just working at Walmart. Uh, I left everything there. And in that year, between the years basically 18 to 19, it every it flipped my world upside down because I no longer had that security blanket. Mm-hmm. My parents aren't holding my hand anymore. I hated it. And then in hindsight, it was the best thing that could happen. Yeah. It literally like woke me up. Yeah. And then I got serious. And then I started taking my passions more seriously i started to think about what the hell i want to do in five years what the Mm -hmm. hell i want to do in two years so that that's what led to where i'm at now but um but yeah man it was just you know uh the idea of like um moving to to a place where you got to start fresh that's where that came from uh that whole story came about when you mentioned it coming back sacramento so before la where were you you were in sac i was here in sac yeah 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 and then, uh, so from being born in Phoenix, you moved straight to Sacramento as a kid. Yeah. So, so my 11 years in LA was actually broken up. Um, it wasn't 11 years straight. Okay. So I left for LA when I was 19. Um, I had just like, I was done with Sacramento. Yeah. Um, I met a girl like on my graduation trip to Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I met a girl in the airport on the way back and like started chatting her up in the airport and ended up like going and sitting with her like it's part on part of the flight home and she lived in uh, sherman oaks in la and so we started seeing each other so i started going down there all the time to see her Mm. and then i was already tired of sacramento because i started djing when i was really young Um, like i think i was 14 when i started djing yeah and i was doing like frat parties at 14 years old that's cool Um, and i was doing like clubs at 17 like i wasn't even old enough to be in any of these joints but it was like you know that's what i did yeah and so I was always involved in that scene and I was just like done with Sacramento. At that point, Sacramento was this big. Right. Like, and if you were doing anything different, like people were like, whatever, man, play, play this West coast hip hop or get the fuck out. Yeah. Like they weren't trying to hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just done with that, man. I was like, I was going back and forth to LA and I was going to these like massive clubs in LA and like seeing like what they do. Yeah. And I was just done. Keep, keep going. Just done. Yeah. Um, 
so ended up moving down there. Um, her cousin had a boyfriend who was a musician and I met him and his roommates and they were just like, well, you know, we'll take a fourth roommate. And so I ended up moving in with them. And, um, and that was how I ended up in LA and like did the full LA experience, man. I was like, got a fake ID and was going to like all these like massive clubs. The ID was funny. I was working at this, uh, this kind of like mid level retail store. I think it was called GHQ. Mm-hmm. It was in, um, uh, the Sherman Oaks Galleria, uh, a little pricier than normal mall yeah. type stuff. And, and we had a lot of celebrities that would float through there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this couple comes in one day and I'm working and, um, and we just started talking and whatnot. And they're like, Oh, have you been to this club? And at that point I was like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not 21 yet. And they're like, well, you don't have an ID. And I was like, no, um, I think I was 19 at the yeah. time. And, um, and she goes, Oh honey, she's like, you should, uh, give him your ID, your old ID. And, and I'm looking at this dude like, what? No way. And then she was like, no, wait till you see the ID. Now, at that point, I had hair like all the way down. My yeah, back. I've like, seen long pictures. hair. <laughs> yeah. um, and this dude who looked nothing like me shows me this ID. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> long hair in the picture. Um, it looked dead on me. Wow. Dead on me. And she was like, and he was like, I'll sell it to you for 40 bucks. And I'm like, boom, 40 bucks on the table. Ooh, sorry about that. that all good, all good. <laughs> um, surprised I didn't crack this. Um, and no one ever questioned it, dude. Not once. They would. It was expired. Wow. And I'd just be like, yeah, my new one's in the mail, man. I just forgot about it and whatnot. Yeah. And I knew it upside down and sideways. And I'd been working in clubs so long, I knew all the questions that bouncers asked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I mean, I was like, good as gold. Yeah. Never had a problem with that ID, man. And when I told people, like my friends, that it was fake, they're like, the fuck out of here. Like, what did you put your picture on it? I'm like, no, that's not me. That's so funny. So, like, you're doppelganger. Huh? Yeah, man. So I was doing the whole LA experience, man. I was like doing extra work on movies and, um, meeting people in the industry and, you know, on film sets and dude, I got my hair cut at Dr. Dre's house one time because uh, yeah, man, my, my best friend, uh, my boy, Jimmy rest in peace, man. Like that, that dude was my brother, man. Sadly, we lost him, um, about Jesus seven, seven years ago, motorcycle accident. Oh, um, that's yeah, yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah he was a brother anyway um his wife was a makeup artist Uh and so wherever she was working uh she did hair and makeup um and wherever she was working we would go have lunch because there's craft services like they always have food everywhere we were broke as hell (laughs) so she'd just be like yeah so i'm doing this video for blah 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 you know the crew's eating lunch would come like after that and so she would always cut my hair, like for the longest time. Yeah. Like, uh, Kim, wherever you are, love you. Uh, Kim always cut my hair, always had my fade nice and tight. And then we would eat and, like, you know, kick back, watch the videos or whatever. Yeah. But one day Jimmy was like, he was like, yo, uh, uh, Dre had this uh, this artist, Sam Sneed, I think his name was. Uh-huh. And they were filming at his house in Chatsworth. And she was like, uh, and he's like, Kim's uh, doing a video for one of Dre's artists, and it's at his house. Do you want to go? Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so course. we pull up and got my hair cut, got fed. And I was like this close to Dre, like closer, like l- watching over his shoulder, watching them film this video. Wow, um, dude. Yeah, it was a trip, man. So I, mean, I met him and said hello real quick. And quick. I know how much you love hip-hop. So that, oh, man. that was like. I was fanboying hard. I was trying to be cool about it, but inside I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. crazy. Oh man, that's cool, man. How, how, I know I didn't know that story, and and like, 
Um, you probably so like this is probably how you did you build your networking like in these in these uh, events or from these opportunities? Yeah, as much as possible, dude. Yeah. I'm a people person. I meet everybody everywhere. Oh, you're like, a just, people person. Yeah, yeah man, I'll talk to anybody, man. Strangers on the street, people in line. I don't care. That's great. No, it's it's one of your strongest features, honestly. Thanks, man. Yeah. I don't want to talk about your weakest features, but no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm working on those. I'm working on those. <laughs> just kidding, though. But um. That's that's amazing. Like it's all. I mean, that's something like people who are avid fans of hip hop, like that. Like Dre is one of like the. He's a god. He's like a fa- one of the fathers. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. Yeah, it was it was a big deal, dude. Um, but you know, at that age too, like you just you're cool and shit. Like, How you old know, are you at this point? Oh, like twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you're was living crazy. The life, man. You're living the life at this point. Oh man, it was great. And Jimmy again, like we met at the gym. And, uh, and he, like, we just immediately clicked and he was from Sacramento, which was wild, dude. It was just wild. Um, he was like, yeah, my dad still lives in Sacramento. I go up there all the time. I'm like, the fuck out of here. My mom's in Sacramento. He's like, bro, let's roll out. And like, I'm not even kidding. This is irresponsible. And I do not condone this behavior, (laughs) but we would go out clubbing, like, you know, clubs let out at two o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and we were like, well, what are we going to do, man? We're wide awake. Yeah. And we're like, oh, let's go to Sacramento. Yeah. And we would do it. And we would leave at 2 o'clock in the morning and we'd be home for breakfast. <laughs> I'd call my mom in the morning and be like, Mom, about an hour out. I'm going to come home for the weekend. And yeah. she's like, okay. She got used to it because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we did it all the time. Wow. And we would like mash out, dude, fly by night. He had this old hoopty. And we had like a little boom box and shit. It didn't even have a stereo in the car. It was a piece of shit. Oh um, and we'd be like bumping, jump around and shit and like fucking just mashing out, dude. Fly by night, man. And yes. just laughing the whole time, man. It's, Great times. Yeah, those are uh, memories that last a lifetime. I, uh, it's it's amazing to to hear, you know, like. And, and it's kind of and I want to bring that into modern day. Right. And, and you're a father of, of two teenagers, right? Mm, right. So one adult now, um, Oh, 18, yeah, 18. Yeah. La- graduated. Last co- Yeah. She graduated. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, man. It's, um, what I was going to ask though is, uh, it feels different now, right? Kind of like Big these difference. stories you're mentioning, like, you know, um, I'm younger than you, but I have similar, like, I feel like I caught it right at the end. Mm-hmm. Like my demographic, my age demographic. Yeah. Like your generation generation. Yeah. That's English. Um. <laughs> English is hard, bro. I struggle with it every day. I struggle. It's my second language. <laughs> I don't know which number it is for me. <laughs> yeah. It's right behind gibberish. I speak fluent gibberish. Yeah. No, it's just crazy though. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know, we mm-hmm. used to do crazy. I mean, I wasn't, my years that I was going doing crazy shit was like it, more in Maryland because I just mentioned like when I moved here it was like adult time. I had yeah. to, you know I had to grow up faster because I my sister and I are seven years apart so and that was it we didn't have I didn't have another sibling I don't know how many siblings you have just one just one so yeah. how what's your age gap ten years is he older younger younger yeah wow. yeah okay so you may relate to my sister in these things because we didn't really kick it like my sister and yeah. i were like you know she was married when i was 12 so it's like that's it bye yeah. like and she's 19 and gone so it's like yeah. damn she married young yeah she got married really young um great guy and um they have two beautiful kids you know but she got married young for sure um i'll have to bring her on and explain why she got married so young. <laughs> no that'll be a fun one <laughs> i'll tune in <laughs> yeah definitely but no she um we just you know so i didn't i was 
practically the only child essentially because yeah. as far as being the boy like only boy right yeah you, you had a brother so it might have been a little different but yeah. um so i kind of just fend for myself like I, I i had a lot of close friends in maryland some were like family friends but we grew up together like we kind of all went we literally all got into wrestling team mm-hmm. on our respective schools just so we could hang out at tournaments like that was yeah. our mindset anyway but that's that's commitment it is commitment because yeah. wrestling's not easy you no know, and we all suck but, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's a lot of work just to be able to hang didn't you have a fucking mall like where the hell did you live <laughs> oh you don't want to go to that mall <laughs> yeah. no uh it was um we, we all love sports but you know we we figured you know they should just let us on because we're Persian. So wrestling. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so uh, many pro Persians in wrestling. <laughs> but no, it's funny though. It was just like, I just don't know. Like, and I, I could very well be wrong. And and someone like your daughter could could say no. We we have like I have, I have moments with my friends that I'm going to remember for a lifetime. Right. The reason I bring all this up is because this whole technology. I mean, we're going to talk about this with with uh, photography. photography and whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like. And I do it myself now, right? I'm I'm guilty of it, but I I see it like we're all going more and more into our phones or mm-hmm. tablets or, or laptops or whatever, right? Um, our devices, our devices, yeah. Well, Emphasis on the vice, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Wow, that I never thought about it. No. Boom, there it is. You got it. Trademark man. that shit. Put yeah. it on a t-shirt. <laughs> all right, I'm not giving you anything. Come on, any profit? We got this on film. It was my idea. <laughs> so yeah, what? First of all, what was the battle for you, if any, with, with your kids being on their devices? Or, or did you did you see yourself at that age and be like, man, go play or go do something? Did that man, ever it's, happen? It's, it's such a different world that we live in now. Like, yeah. man, I was like of that generation. Like the sun came up and we were gone. Yeah. Like, I mean, we do. We covered so much ground, bro. Like between our skateboards and our bikes, like we were all over Sacramento. Yeah. Like, and when I think back now, like how fucking far we went, I'm like, damn, I would freak out if my kids were that far away from home. <laughs> Middle of the day, miles away, like neighborhoods and neighborhoods away. Like, how do we even get there? I can relate. It's that youthful energy, man. We yeah. would like kick push all over the goddamn city. <laughs> and I remember we'd be like, damn, how are we going to get home? I guess we better get rolling yeah. and kick push all the way home. Yeah. Um, but that's what we did, man. We just ran like, and, or spent the whole day laying around like a neighbor's pool. But, um, in my neighborhood, my dad, um, was one of those people that could do like this whistle, like hella loud. Like, and that's what you do. He would walk outside, however the hell he did it. I would hear that man, like from blocks away. And my, my friends would too. They'd be like, that was your dad. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go home. It's dinner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's it, dude. Like, that was it. I waited for the whistle. Yeah. And when the whistle came, I went home. Right. But beyond that, I was gone all day, every day. We yeah. were out. We were doing things. Um, we were either at the mall or we were skateboarding or riding our bikes or lounging in the pool or at the arcade playing video games or whatever. But we were like, it was a group dynamic and we were just gone. Yeah. And now it's like, I feel like kids don't even want to leave the damn house. Yeah. Like they're, they're just staring at their phones all day. And I feel bad, man. Like my son's on his electronics all day. Like he wakes up, he's on his iPad. 10 yeah. minutes later, he's on his laptop and he's just gaming all yep. day. And, um, he just doesn't want to do shit. Like I'd be like, dude, come on, let's do this thing. He's like, eh, eh. and I should probably force him more than I do. Yeah. Cause I feel like, man, he doesn't even know how to ride a bike. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Like it just yeah. doesn't matter to him. It's, I think with, I mean, I, I, I see it too. Like, you know, I, my uh, younger nephews, I see it with them. Right. I see it with uh, some of my cousin's kids, you know, like it's, 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 it's generational, mm. but I always think like, 
when we were kids, right? If these devices were there, maybe we would be doing that. Probably, right? man. It's, it's one of those deals where you know we can't say it for sure, but but it's just um, I think this thing happens with every generation seeing the next one. Mm-hmm. Like we always say, like it's easy to fall into that, right? Like yeah. back oh, in my day, yeah, 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 yeah. And I hate, I hate, I hated it when mm-hmm. my dad would tell me that. And so now you I, see yourself doing it. I'm trying to stop myself, right? But yeah. there, there are certain things that if 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 you're humbly just analyzing it, like, mm-hmm. and that's what I try to do. And it's like, okay, if you're on your device, and you're at an age where you know, like, you when I was that age, I started working or I started having to fend for myself, like, mm-hmm. start taking care of my own bills. If you're using that device to make you some money legally, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, hey, would you want an A ball? No, no, <laughs> like, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, fortunately, a lot of businesses are um, tailoring to the to these devices because we spend majority of our time on it. Well, you do too with your photography, right? All the that, time, you man. have to. Oh, that, but that. but even on like even photography aside, I'm on my device all the time, man. I'm texting people. Yeah. I'm looking at other people's photos. I'm talking on the phone constantly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always on my phone. I'm just as guilty. Yeah. Um, I just don't spend like every minute like my son does on his devices. But yeah. I'm on it like just like everybody else. Do you think it gets in the way of mm-hmm. of growth? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean. I'm about experiences, man. So now like I'm, I'm big into road trips. I'm getting into car camping, which is a trip. Like I never saw myself doing this, but, yeah. um, so, you know, I bought my Subaru right. and, and, and I fell in love with the idea of Subaru of, of being an outdoor vehicle and it can get me anywhere I want to go and yeah. all this stuff. Like, you know, the whole brand. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and I bought it and I love my Subaru. Um, I, I've just, I'm going to roll it till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, but I I started doing these trips where I would just like go places and like if I didn't get a room I'd just like sleep in my car, and so I started. Uh, somebody told me about car camping, like all the shit that you can buy for your car to make it like your tent, because mm-hmm. you know the seats fold down yeah. and all this stuff. Like there's plenty of room to stretch out, right. but man, there's so much stuff you can buy. Like so I got these like these black mesh covers that go over your windows. So they give you privacy, but they also allow you to roll down the window so that you can have air blowing through. Um, So like when you're sleeping and whatever, like keep the bugs out and shit. (laughs) Um, And I found this like mattress thing that will blow up and it'll cover your back seats, but it also has an attachment that goes down in the footrest so that it it gives you like a full mattress and you can just like, you know, you can't really stretch out. I'm not like the tallest dude, but I still, um, you know, it's not, you uh, need your leg room. You need some leg room, but if you just want to ball up and sleep you can do that or you can take off that attachment and just put that in the back um and i got this like net over overhead now and you man, stuff all your shit dude you it's your- like man i got anyway that's another story but my point being i had to get to a point where i just started turning off my phone or just not looking at it i just started putting it away yeah. um and trying to be a lot more present Cause it's such an addiction. Like yeah. you just feel compelled. Like why the fuck do I need to check Instagram a hundred times a day? Yeah. I don't care to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like I don't really care what other people are doing. Right. Um, Instagram for me is just a place for my portfolio to sit yeah. so that people can see my work and yeah. decide if they want to work with me. You're using it purely as business. Yeah, but I'm it's, on it constantly. But you're no trying reason. to use it purely as business. <laughs> right. Right. It's like that and checking Twitter and like, dude, I got off Facebook for a year cause yeah. that was just poison. Um, and it's funny. Everyone quits Facebook. That's the first one. They I'm still mostly off. Yeah. Um, I check it randomly and I'm using it for business purposes, but yeah. I try to avoid it, man. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, 
it can be addicting. It can be um, a source of you know good income. It's it's kind of like one of those deals, but it's it's just like any other vice, as yeah. you called it, right? It's it's using it responsibly to the point where it's not getting in the way of your uh, daily functions and daily growth. Yeah, whether yeah. you're a kid or an adult, honestly, because <laughs> I was not using it responsibly. I was getting in fights with people I didn't give two shits about uh, constantly. It yeah. was it was the the biggest source of aggravation in my life. So I got off and I'm still barely on it, man. I'm going to start getting on it more for work, but I've like limited to just work. Like, I don't even have it on my phone. I mean, I start I'll be I start I had it. I never actually officially quit you know mm-hmm. how there's an option I yeah, never yeah. No, did i still that. have my account yeah no no I, I i never just got on until i started this fumble podcast then i like i really st- actually went back and started caring for it but just yeah. and that's really it um i i think you know it's uh social media is is getting to a point right now in in its uh like we're starting to learn how to use it properly without damaging ourselves right yeah but when and, we became the opposite of what it was intended to be like initially it's, yeah it's I, social media and we became so anti-social it, with it you're wow yeah it was a trip right like another shirt there you go yeah <laughs> i just yeah it, it, it got bad i mean so anyway all the was trying to say was that it's it was refreshing to not take my phone out. i would take it out maybe snap a couple photos with it um, and then I put it right back and just not check text, not check social media yeah. and just like try to ground yourself in the moment and yeah. just be present. Yeah. And I like to spend time in the woods. I like to spend time at the ocean. Like I'm a huge water person. I'm a Pisces. So I mean, go. going to the ocean is like where I recenter, um, which is why like every five years or so I go to Hawaii and hey. just like refill my mana and, and just like, uh, I, I say, I, I gotta get my dose of Aloha. You got it. Yeah. You got to share. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to Lanai, my boy Lanai <laughs> and the show Aloha challenge. Um, it's another story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's like kind of my, my place that I go to refuel. You know, I, um, now these, these, uh, social challenges that we're mm-hmm. discussing being social media right now is, uh, we like to think of it as a world issue, but it's it's really not. It's really most of the first world countries that yeah. are, that are having these challenges, right? It's all it's all, it's the whole saying: more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just saying. But at this, the reason I'm bringing that up is because you know countries that uh, are afforded these these gadgets, right? Yep. The, they're they're the ones that are dealing with this the most. U.S. probably being because it's so populated. I'm sure mm. being in front of it, China, uh, you know, the, Europe, Europe, yeah. a lot of Europe. <clears throat> but then I look at videos, right? I see videos of like kids in, um, in, in the less, you know, third world countries, third world countries. Yeah. they don't have these things. Right. But look at the smile on their faces, man. Dude, like, they don't even have shoes. And they don't even have playing. shoes and they're yeah. dancing in the streets yeah. and they're playing soccer and dirt. And yeah, yeah they got, I mean, they have legitimate uh, health issues they got to worry about. Yeah, they live in war-torn countries, and you wouldn't know it. And you wouldn't know it because they're so... It's like the purity, right? It's yeah. the, they're just on their... It's just at their purest form. But when you're mentioning, like, you, you, you need... You're Pisces, you need to be out there, right? Mm. Um, and, and, um, Zodiac signs and everything aside, like, I think there's there's life and there's there's a lot of life in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that where we're headed with social media is somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Where where it's gonna it's it's gonna have to bring that back, right? 
Yeah. We 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 hit some of the lows, and I, I'm hopeful. I'm an optimistic, especially after that show came out, Social Dilemma. Oh yeah, right. Good like one. it really opened people my eyes up for sure. It did, but I don't think enough people pay attention. To be honest with you, bro. But it's happening. It's yeah. happening. The same thing that we're saying is the problem is also the solution. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the social media uh, mishandling it. It is is just human error that we go through with any new invention. I feel yeah. like any new look at look at. Um, oh, I feel it's. I feel like it's greed driven. Well, greed is is always is is one of the main factors. Yeah. Right? But but I'm talking about like, look at nuclear energy. Mm-hmm. We we dis- destroyed ourselves with it first mm-hmm. before we could before use we it. figured out how to use it. Yeah. Before we used it responsibly. Yeah. And right? Shout out to Chernobyl. <laughs> God, that show was. I saw the show on on HBO. I think yeah. it was. Man, that story it's crazy. And it makes me think on a to be on a tangent about Chernobyl. <clears throat> there's a lot of cuz Chernobyl isn't that far from where I was born and and so Iran and 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 I think it was Ukraine if I'm not mistaken. Don't uh I'm pretty sure it's in near Poland, Ukraine. Anyway, mm. not too far, right? Uh during the time of USSR and all that the the distances um there's a lot of pollution right now. Right. That mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, birth defects yeah. that took place. <clears throat> Some of it obvious, where it was right near the sites of the the explosion. Mm. But also, like countries, neighboring countries started feeling it. Yeah. And I talked to my dad about it, about that. He he remembered it. He was like, Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. But when you think deeper and deeper about the ramifications of that mistake, um, and I, as big of a mistake as it was. There were lessons to be learned. There was lessons to be learned. And yeah. and um, I think we learned a lot from we that. We did, but then look but at Fukushima. Greed, right? You yeah. talked about it. Greed yeah. is, is it, it gets in the way of, of logic and, and humanity. Mm-hmm. Greed kills humanity, I yeah. think, literally. Yeah. So same thing with social media. I mean, that that is a more obvious example, like, you know, uh, with, with um, uh, Chernobyl and then it's less obvious with social media because we don't see how it's uh, killing us from growing mentally. Mm -hmm. Which um, brings me to the idea of, I think people are starting to, and then this pandemic, I think in a way kind of forced a lot of people to lean back onto what they love Mm -hmm. because the thing they had to do for the paychecks a lot of that got taken away from yeah. many people that were, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. But it forced people, myself included. I didn't do this podcast till the pandemic hit because yeah. um, I wanted to do a podcast. <clears throat> it was always in the back of my mind, my mind, while I was driving to the base seven days a week, um, which is a four-hour round trip for people who care. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, but you know, you're driving four hours away, I, and I was just freshly married. Yeah, and yeah. I just got married. You know, my marriage is my priority, obviously, and I'm like trying to be there and she had just moved here from virginia so it's like she has no one here other than my parents and my sister and them and so it's like you know i don't want her to feel like wow who do i hang out with just alone and it's hard yeah and she's very family oriented yeah. so yeah, yeah. it was um i mean i anyway dealing with all of that would get in the way of me even entertaining the idea of starting this thing right yeah there's just no time there's no there's no time I'm willing to give up. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And and so when I did, when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden I'm working from home, mm-hmm. and then those four hours equals creative time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now the four hours I'm driving, thinking about doing it, I can actually do it. 
Yeah. So, um, wait, by the way, just for the record, Pez's wedding, you've never seen a bigger pile of Persian cucumbers. <laughs> My kids' eyes were like, because they love Persian cucumbers. And there was like a mountain of Persian cucumbers. Oh my God. And my kids were like, is eating them and eating them, eating them. And they're like, Dad, can we get more? And I'm like, there's like a thousand of them on the table. Have at it. They ate so many cucumbers at your wedding, man. That's good, man. Oh, man. It's healthy. It, what a great day, too. What a great day. I'm, I'm so happy you were able to make that. Yeah, man, man me was, too. It was Thanks awesome. for the invite, bro. Appreciate course, you. Of course. Appreciate you. Course, Thanks for the man. cucumbers. All right, sorry. I digress. <laughs> no, no, they're they're great. They were the mini ones too. I yes. Think. Oh, they were so crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we didn't even get to really um, have our cake though on that night. I don't know if you knew. That's how weddings work, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, no, because the cake, everybody got cake, and then like we had one bite of like whatever was left, and then <laughs> they were like, "All right, here's the top tier. You got to keep it for your." I'm like, "But what about me? I, I kind of <laughs> I, I wanted cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good." Oh, good. All right. <laughs> Rick's Diner. Shout out to Rick's Diner. Oh, Rick's. I was just there. Yeah, yeah. There Dude, you go. I was there like last Tuesday. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Rick's great. Diner. They have great cake. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do great everything. I know, man. So anyway, social uh, social media, I think, is is um, is on the turn slowly. I hope so, man. We're, we're you know, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of like um, it's the same idea with, you know, any new technology, right? It's, and and. I want to use that as a t uh, segue into talking about what we really wanted to talk about, which is photography, because yeah. that's that's what you do. Um, and you just finished shooting shooting a movie. Um, so do, I was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. Um, I got hired on by director uh, Nick Leisure, Nick, my man, um, local director, lives right over here. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I was actually going to call him if we wrapped early, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh oh, <laughs> that's kidding. my fault. No, it's my fault, man. We've been talking for like three hours already. I know. We, we just got, finally turned the mics on. We had a podcast before the podcast. We did. We just, had two podcasts before the podcast. Um, anyway, Nick and I met through social media. See, um, there's a good thing about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, and we got to talking about projects and shit. And, mm -hmm. and, and he was and then like some time passed and he was like, yo, man, I'm, I'm filming this movie here in Sacramento. I need a behind the scenes photographer. Are you down? And shit, man, he threw me a rate and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And, um, so for 17 days, uh, we shot a movie here in Sacramento. We shot, uh, all over SAC. The majority of it was at, uh, El Camino high school. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, the, the film is called Pacerville and it stars Brian Austin green from 90210 fame. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of up and coming actors. Uh, my boy Koye was in it. He's already got, he's got a movie out on Netflix right now. He's got another movie coming out. Yeah. Um, he's doing things. Um, and, uh, it all takes place in a high school. And the premise is like these, uh, uh, this, this teacher who's just barely holding it together. Like, um, it's during the pandemic, everything's remote and, uh, and he's teaching online and he drops in on a chat and these students don't know that he's listening and they're talking shit about him oh. and like completely trashing him. And then he hears him talking about breaking into the school and partying in the school. So he decides to crash their party. Um, wow. yeah. And then it just gets spun out from there and wow. it gets super dark. Um, but it was great. Brian killed it. Um, all the actors killed it, man. they yeah. they were just fantastic. Uh, Martin Moody was a DP. Um, dude has an incredible eye. The 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 film, the footage is beautiful. Um, yeah. We shot on the brand new Sony Venice that had just come out. Um, wow. Man, it just it looks beautiful. When does it come out? <clears throat> Should be out this fall. Oh wow, man! Yeah, so it's called Pacerville. There'll be um, 
uh, premiere here in Sacramento. Um, All right, keep an eye out on that. I'll plug that on the screen somewhere. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, go follow Nick Leisure. And go check out all his stuff. Um, it's it's dark, dude. Yeah. It's dark. I, um, I, we were talking about it before we turned the ca- uh, mics on, like you said, about dark dark movies and dark themes. That was great, man. Yeah. So anyway, he he shot me to do all the behind the scenes. So. Um, if you go to my Instagram, B P C A R E Y photography, B P Gary photography, uh, you'll see some of the behind the scenes stuff there and I'll be posting more. And that's just the stuff that you don't get to see in front of the camera. Um, what goes into making a movie? It's, it's pretty wild to watch. Yeah, that is that uh, I was following your stories as you were posting them while you were actually in the middle of the work. In the middle of the night. Middle of the night, right? Yeah. Yeah, Call time was 5 PM. We were shooting five. We were meeting at 5 PM and wrapping at 5 AM. Yeah, and 17 days of that. Wow. 17 yeah. days, man. But when you're... Isn't it crazy, though, how you muster up the energy when you have a creative passion? Just rally, man. Goal? Yeah. Because you, and then the team atmosphere of it, right? Because yeah. you got like 100, 200 people do, th- all aiming for the same thing. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. I, I mean, uh, I'm not saying everybody's got to be creative, but I do believe that everybody's put on this earth just with some sort everybody of gift. has a gift yeah. yeah exactly some sort of gift to offer and find that gift if you if you haven't because it's truly like freeing i, I yeah. believe, you know i mean i'm doing this because it free it is freeing for me you know yeah. learning from you and anybody who is is open to being on here i mean this that was the whole point of this right I, yeah. uh, it's there's something just absolutely pure about um, having an hour conversation with someone and learning about their life, kind of just delving in because we don't do this as much. And that yeah. was that was what we we're talking about, right? Yeah. And and, um, and then you know things with politics in in, in this country specifically. Everything's so divided. Yeah. Everything's so divided. One way, two way, three way, five ways. Right? It's just and it creeps into everything. Like you can't have a conversation without politics coming into it somehow. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, and it's, it's nasty. Like, it's um and that's been my goal with this right like i called it fumble podcast and i've mentioned this story ad nauseum but uh because and i spelled it with a ph on purpose mm. because you know at first you hear it you're like oh fumble football yeah and their sports are part of my passions so mm. I, I i there was a play on that yeah ice skating is really big for you right dude <laughs> ice skating and wrestling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and cricket <laughs> yeah. yeah i suck at three of those <laughs> um no but you know it was like i it was the idea of the that it leads way to the word humble in there and mm. and i feel like if we all approach life with just a little bit, i'm not i'm not trying to push anyone to do anything that's not the goal of this in fact, I want to learn from you, yeah. right? You here and anyone listening. Um, it's it's a matter of there's so much more beauty in learning than yeah. than than just uh, teaching and just showing. Yeah, right. I'm a teacher, and I'm saying that I, I'm yeah. a private music teacher. So, I my best lessons are the ones where my kid, my student, is touches on something that I haven't thought about. Yeah. Because then, then that whole lesson is like, it, it's just glorified. It, yeah. it's, it feels great because I'm like, I, I just had this last week with a student actually, like because they're rare. It doesn't happen all the time, right? Uh, I gave uh, I gave him a song to work on. He he said I actually don't like the arrangement, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
let's talk about it. And then yeah. we redid the whole piece. Dope. And it was like beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And he got to to take over the lesson. And I and that was because just let it ride, yeah. Yeah, because not only was he um creating, he was learning and teaching all at once. It was like like I wanted and I tried to cr- have that on my professional job and, mm-hmm. and my passion. Mm-hmm. Because if, <clears throat> if uh, a wise man or woman once said you're if you love what you're doing you're never working a day in your life yeah right yeah and that's what i aim for every day it's it's not easy you gotta you gotta figure that out that's why i said in the beginning of this is find what you're passionate about what you're creative about what gift you have everybody has it i know it it was um one of the best things for me on that set was that first of all the crew was dope like everybody in the crew was so cool yeah um the actors were all really cool. It was the first production I ever worked on where the actors ate with the crew. Yeah. Like everybody was chopping it up during the breaks. Like, you know, there, there was a trailer for the actors to go to. And from time to time they would go there and work on their lines. But yeah. for the most part, everybody was together uh, and it's middle of the night. Everybody's tired and you're busting your ass and yeah. you're, you know, it wasn't a big budget film. So nobody's getting rich off of this thing. Right. So everybody is doing it for their career. Yeah. Um, but there's only so much that you can shoot. Yeah. Um, photographically is yeah. that a word sure um you're the photographer yeah I'm, uh, well then i just made it up trademark <laughs> yeah. that bitch um, that's three shirts yeah um i think it's a word anyway there's only so much you can do before it starts to be repetitive yeah. so i spent a lot of time just watching other people do their things and talking to people oh what do you do yeah. oh cool what kind of uh, gear are you using yeah. oh like makeup i would sit and watch in the makeup trailer watching them do makeup and yeah. i'd be taking pictures of them doing makeup but more than anything um martin the dp I got to stand over his shoulder and watch him frame up the shots yeah. and run through like how the shot was going to progress. And, and dude, it was just mind blowing for me. Man. It was so cool to watch. I mean, dude, you've never like, until you've watched a movie get put together, you've never understand how much goes into a very basic scene. Yeah. Like we're shooting at night. It's supposed to be dark, yeah. but there were like eight lights. Yep in all these different places yeah. and Martin's directing all this and he has you know, his team of people and they're setting up lights outside to replicate like moonlight coming yeah. in or street lights or whatever. And they're flagging off lights and like their his eye was just so tuned in. He was like, yeah, I got a little bit of a shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'll stop that right there. Mm-hmm. And being able to stand over his shoulder and watch that. Cause a lot of people hate that shit. I don't even like people being over my shoulder, yeah. so I get it. Yeah. But he was just mad cool about it. Um, I got to stand with Nick um, and, and Nick's my boy. So I, yeah. I mean, knew he'd be cool, but I got to like, like stand right there with the director and watch him watch the scene on his monitor wow. and see what he was seeing and hear his comments on it. And for me, it was just a blessing to like to be able to watch this all go down and see these people doing what they're passionate about. And then I'm firing frames off at the same time. And it was a challenge for me. Mm. And I love a challenge, man. Like if somebody comes to me and says, dude, I'm thinking about doing this thing before I'd be like, I don't know. I've never done that until I started saying, yeah, let's go. Right. Let's try it. And I learned that from my buddy Carl, man. Like my buddy Carl will never turn down a job. Yeah. Like he never leaves money on the table. Like somebody says, let's do some shit. Yeah. I'd be with them and they would be like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, let's do it. And be like, all right, cool, cool. I'll call you next week. That's it. And I'd be like, have you done that before? He's like, hell no, but I'm going to learn. That's it. And he just does it. But that's the point, right? The challenge is leads to learning and learning is, is, is the whole point we just talked about. Yeah. And that's what your experience was. And your friend that you just mentioned call. Well, it was tough because I mean, 
if you know anything about photography, photography is so much about light and we're shooting at night yeah. in intentionally dark scenes. Yeah. So I'm like bumping up to like 4,000 ISO yeah. and I've got my shutter wide open yeah. and I'm trying to capture people in low light moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have to be well away from the boom operator, the mic guy, yeah. because even on silent, you can hear my shutter clicking. Right, right. So I'm communicating with him and I'm saying, I'm clicking. I'm like, can you hear that? And yeah. he was like, nah, I think you're good. Or like, nah, you're, I can still hear you. And so, I mean, I was figuring out ways to get these shots. Yeah. Um, and again, like, like waiting for people to hold still for one second and pop, 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 like grab this shot yeah. right there. Yeah. It was a big challenge. Um, and I was really happy like with what I got, but there was lessons to be learned. There it is, man. Oh man. You know, so I think the, the lesson from this conversation is I think we, we learn as, um, every day is an opportunity to learn and every day I was an opportunity to grow, to grow. Um, absolutely. And there's no, there's no age that you stop that. Right. Ah. I think a lot of people look at learning as just the schooling side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's true. That's part of it. But for me, the real learning I did was everything after college. Like, yeah. you know, like college was huge learning about just communication and, sure. and, and but really, learning about life you don't learn that really till after college so and i think again it's a beautiful thing when you're when you're doing something you love and and you're open to getting better at that because that's what you did with the film and and that's what i try to do every day but it's not always easy but yeah. but it uh it's that's the challenge you just right? go in man dude i had a, a friend of mine reach out to me this is a few years back and um she had this idea for uh, she wanted to do a maternity shoot and I don't do a lot of maternity shoots. It's not my bag, but for her, I was willing to do it because she was a good friend and I appreciate that. You know, she, she had the trust in me uh, to do this because it's, you know, it's a private thing. Um, you, pregnancy is very personal and whatever. And some people are wide open about it and other people are, are not, but she is not a, uh, you know, type of person that's posting like bikini pics and shit on her Instagram. And so to do a maternity shoot wearing like bra and panties or whatever, um, it was kind of a big deal. And, and she trusted me that to create this image that she wanted. Yeah. And, and she had this idea in her head. It was like this, this uh, mirror image that we were going to do where on the bottom image, she's pregnant. And on the top image, she'd be holding her baby. So we hit, we shot at two Whoa. different times. And so we shot the, and it was funny too, man. Like, um, she, you know, we had set up for the shoot and she was very, very pregnant, um, like due in, you know, any time. And, uh, and so she comes over or she calls me and she was like, Oh man, I forgot. Like, you know, my husband has this dinner thing yeah. and you know, can we do this next week? And I'm like, listen, both of my kids came early and I was like, you were like, yeah, like you're right there. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you could give birth any day. Yeah. I was like, I really think we should do this. And she was like, Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. So, so, so she came over, we got the shot and she gave birth like the next week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really, really close. Oh, wow. um, so I had no idea how I was going to create this image. Like two different times, um, I had to like reset all the lights perfectly. I had to get her in like in the exact same position. So I'm referencing the first photo. I'm like, okay, uh, your right leg, pick that up. Okay, that's good there. Yeah. And I'm fixing her hair. And I had an assistant that was like helping me. Yeah. We're trying to like make this thing perfect. Um, but I also had to do a lot of Photoshop work. Yeah. And so long, longer story short, because I'm not good at telling short stories. Um, the first image took me six hours of tinkering to make it right. 
she came back with the baby like two weeks after that first image was shot and she brought her husband and I had an assistant yeah. and it was a team effort with a newborn baby. This is why I don't do newborn yeah. things. Cause there's a whole bunch that went into that baby took a shit. It was, <laughs> it was just all kinds of stuff yeah. going on, man. Oh my God. Um, but that's a stinky picture. Oh man. It was, it was, I was just laughing. I was like, yeah, what are you going to do? Baby, no diapers. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, she's holding the baby anyway. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. It, I had learned so much in those six hours yeah. creating the first image that let's just say it was like six o'clock or five o'clock when we shot the image, I delivered the final image to her that night at like nine o'clock. Wow. And she was like, what the hell? She was like, we just left your yeah. house. And yeah. I was like, I already knew what I was going to do You're on a mission. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and it's to this day, it's on my Instagram. Yeah. Um, if you dig down deep far enough, um, it's still one of my favorite images I've ever produced and it's hanging in our house. And so that's an, that's a very interesting story. And then how it all, uh, where it stemmed from and, and then yeah. the challenges within. Yeah. Again, there's, there's these, uh, there's always an easy way to do things. And then there's the right way to do things. Yeah. You know, there was no easy way. <laughs> Not on this one. Not on that one. Not on this one. There you go. So, but that was the challenge, man. You got to embrace the challenge. That's what like I'm that's, yeah. that's how you got to stretch out creatively. Uh, test yourself and then you you'll be uh, surprised to figure out or to find out what you're capable of um it's beautiful and it's funny man people look at the image and they're like, oh that's cool i'm like no like look at it blow it up yeah and you see people they they blow it up they go oh shit yeah 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 um yeah yeah it's, i think i seen i remember seeing this picture that you're talking about but i'll i'll post it on the on this episode so oh cool yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so we can we can look at it as we're talking about it. um that's cool man so so what's coming up for you, man? What's next? Oh, man. Life is crazy. Um, I'm starting over. So yeah. said wife that we talked about, yeah. uh, her and I decided to go ahead and part ways after 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a, a great life partner. I got nothing but love for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're approaching midlife here, probably past a little bit past midlife. Mm-hmm. And we just decided that, you know, we didn't have the same dreams for the you know rest of our lives and uh so we decided to part ways as as amicably amicably as anything i've ever seen um like we're great friends we're you know working on the house together we're it's a team effort uh focus on the children and and making sure that everybody's straight like if we pull this off dude it's it's going to be like the best divorce in like in recorded history um, but again, I mean, first of all, you know, usually people say, you know, uh, sorry, you're going through that, but I know your situation and I know your story and, and, uh, this is, this is actually for the best. It's a good thing. It's yeah. a great, yeah. And, and the fact that it's cordial, that's rare to see yeah. a lot of times these days. Well, if you think about it, most divorces stem from like infidelity or financial problems or fighting or abuse or none like that. It's none of those things. Yeah. It's just two adults who don't have the same vision for their future yeah. anymore and love each other enough to want the best for the other. Right. So um, it's You've raised two beautiful kids together. Yeah, man. And, and we're still and, raising one. And, and one's that's not going to change. Right. Nope. Yeah. No, we'll keep co-parenting and we'll try to stay in the same neighborhood. Um, her family will always be my family and vice versa. Um, I already told my mother-in-law, like, I'm still your first call. If you need anything, like that's never going to change. Um, it, it's just like, it's the most adult thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and it's not over yet. You know, I I don't want to fucking like jinx it or anything, but, 
as of right now, you know, it's 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 going well, and I'm and I'm looking forward to uh, just building these companies, yeah. um, just like head down and just working. Yeah. Um, not really super interested in dating right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, just, I've got my hands full with like two different companies I'm trying to build at the same time right. that are vastly different. Right. But at the same time, uh, I can marry the two together yeah. uh, because there's always photographic and video needs in real estate and whatever else. That's so right. um, so I'm going to try as, as, as much as possible to not have to replicate efforts. But um, it's going to be real estate and finance on one side and photography, videography on the other and man i'm just i'm I'm pumped man let's go like let's build this let's make this money yeah let's make this career and let's let's figure out how to rebuild into uh the next phase of life it's beautiful man i i wish you nothing but the uh absolute best and i know that whatever challenge has uh lied in front of you you you've knocked out and um this challenge will probably be one of the bigger ones mm -hmm. but um, you're handling it very, very well, and both of you, yeah. uh, I, I know your your wife, and um, your kids are, are going to love you guys even more for that, and and um, I know it's not going to be easy, but it's it could have been a lot harder. Oh, it could have been a thousand times worse. Yeah. She yeah. is very strong-willed. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, I, and the, the hard part, since I said it's not easy, it's it's, and you can elaborate on this, but it's it's the idea of having kind of to restart yeah because you know you you kind of didn't know anything else for 20 years as far 20 as 20 years man you live with this person and and the products of your two you, the two of two of your kids so it, it that's going to be a challenge but again we talked about it life is filled with challenges yeah, right? man. And, and art imitating life life imitating art you know you you, you borrow these lessons and, and you use them to push through and absolutely and whatever i can do if there is anything i can do for you man to to help along the uh your your new journey um yeah man if it gets rough the couch looks good you know yeah. i'll be I'll be like it's just a fresh pillow i'll sell it for you for 20 bucks dude that's the best rent in town there's cat piss on it but you that's know. all right man <laughs> <laughs> I had a cat. <laughs> I want to had a cat. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's you know, it's equal parts. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like sometimes, I, like I wake up, I'm like, holy shit! Like, how am I gonna do? Like, I legit, I don't even know where I'm gonna live. Like yeah. the the housing market is so fucked oh, up in Sacramento. So bad, yeah. Rent is atrocious. Um, I literally don't know where I'm gonna live, yeah. but I'll I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Um, yeah. But more than anything, I mean, it's, you know, I'm going into two different self-employed careers yeah. and there's no guarantees on anything. Yeah. It's rise and grind every day if you're going to be successful. But after working in the corporate world for so many years and looking at how much work I was putting into making other people wealthy, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Like you grind just as hard for somebody else. Yeah. Like, why not do it for yourself? The more you realize your, the, the, your creative outlets and your creative potentials, the less you want to do the corporate line of work. Right? Yeah, man. Because I mean, it's I, bullshit. Yeah. Same idea for me. You know, I, 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 right out of college, I built my music teaching career. Yeah, you've been and doing I, it for a while. And I've been doing it. And, but I, it, it took a lot of years of, you know, grinding and, and not getting much, but yeah. knowing that it's eventually going to get there. You have to have that faith. You have to have that faith. That's yeah. that's it. And, and belief. I believe that I, it'll happen. I just, the, the timing, you know, we pay our dues one mm -hmm. way or the other, right? Yeah, so, for sure. And that's what it was for me. And, and that has afforded me the opportunity to start something like this. 
now yeah. now I'm building on my passions and 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 you know um, fortunately uh, or unfortunately I I have a bad back as you may know mm. um, and it was at its peak when I was driving those hours yeah I never knew it was that I thought it was I'm working out wrong or I messed up my back deadlifting and that's what it was and that could have been uh, what piece led, of it, what yeah. led to it but I realized after the pandemic hit and I worked from home and all these uh, physical therapy sessions that I went to nothing worked and then I just started working from home and then magically it went away mm. and then I put two and two together and then I consulted with my doctor and they're like yeah that's it's because you're in this L-shaped position for four mm. hours a day every day that screwed up your sciatic yeah, nerve yeah. and that's what it was so there's good and bad from it you know I I um, I forgot what I was going to say, why I brought that up. But the point was that those were my dues. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so physical dues and then uh, the mental grind. And then anyway, it's uh, I, I had an opportunity to work for the state and I even got the position and I ended Turned up talking down. to my wife. I was like, I, I just can't sit in the office for 10 hours. It would kill me, man. Yeah. It would kill my spirit. For, again, yeah. So I have to and, be and people who can do that, by the way all the respect in the world. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, they yeah. make the world go around. Exactly. It's, it's, and self-employment isn't for everybody. No, exactly. Um, everybody yeah. thinks, oh, it's going to be great, and blah, 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 until yeah. they do it, and they're like, shit. Yeah. Like, there's no security. There is a, yeah. Each side has a sacrifice, so yeah. whichever you're willing to, to put in. And, yeah. And so. It's, you know, for, for my wife, it's perfect. She's a corporate person. Yeah. Um, and she's worked her way up. She's a, a director at DOJ now, so yeah. she's doing incredibly well. Beautiful. And so it's great for her. Yeah. Um, that is her yeah she's not the type to be self-employed right. at all she yeah. needs that stability yeah. me i'm a free spirit i cannot be behind a desk i i mean literally man the last desk job i had the last company i worked for um so my last one oh, no, i take it back my last company i worked remote so i was working from yeah. home yeah um but when i had to go into an office every day like I would make a beeline to my office and I would close the door because there was so much negative energy in that building. Like I'd be tired by 11 a.m. Yeah. Um, and just sitting in that office, I didn't even have a window. And I was just like, oh, just <laughs> shoot me. Like yeah. I, luckily I traveled constantly yeah. for that job. Yeah. Um, so I had that and I traveled for 11 years or 12 years for work. Wow. So I was always on the road, but that's the only reason. The traveling helped. The traveling helped because yeah. otherwise I was just like, <laughs> just, I could not, I could yeah. not. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am, I need to be out and about. I need to be in front of people. I need yeah. to be mixing it up. And so it is going to be a lot of work, but, uh, on, on both sides, I'm working with two dudes that I'm really tight with that yeah. I trust like with everything. Yeah. Uh, one I've known forever and one I've known for a couple, two, three years now, yeah. but we bonded immediately yeah. um, over our passions and we like just have the same drive to get shit done yeah. um, and the same artistic vision yeah. and where he's strong, I'm weak and where I'm strong, he's weak. So we just, complement each other um perfectly and then on the real estate and finance side again i've known that dude since our kids were in kinder together right. um and i mean I, I would trust him with anything That's um cool. so it's like i'm working with people that i care about that i trust and that have that have that, your back and you have theirs yeah man and they've got that drive like i know this is gonna happen i know it's gonna happen too because because you when you when you get when you have a vision that's the hardest part when you yeah. get that then the rest is just it comes to you. Just you know? putting in the work. Yeah. Just putting yeah, in the putting work, in man. The work. Showing and up. You've never been afraid of that, man. So. You just got to show up.
show up or show yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, Brian, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, um, we got to have you. You and I can talk about so many topics. Dude, we need like part two, three, part four. Three, four. Is it already been an hour? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it, fl- it flew by, right? Um, no, well, definitely. Obviously, you're welcome back on any time. Yeah. Um, and, and when your two businesses bloom, which they're on their way, uh, your photography is already there. But yeah, once the, the finance side and the real estate take off, come back on here, you know, talk we, about we, that. We talk about that. You know, uh, we'll plug away your stuff and um, anything else you need to plug your Instagram BP photography, BP carry BP C-A-R-E-Y photography. That's right. And um, is that the only social media you're you're sticking with? Or um, well, I've got I've got my black and white account, which is just BP carry underscore B N W black and white. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not really on. I mean, I've, I'm Facebook under yeah. Brian Carey, but I barely fuck with Facebook. <laughs> maybe, maybe more for work, but um, yeah. but yeah, photography, videography, real estate, finance. Hit me up. This your guy. That's me. This has been episode twenty. Don't forget to uh, uh, like, follow, subscribe, Fumble Podcast um, on my YouTube channel. Uh, leave a comment. Leave a review. Uh, let me know what you think. If you have any questions. We can always have a question and answer episode. Subscribe, Uh, subscribe, subscribe. That's right. Thank you guys so much. This is episode 20 and uh, I will see you on the next episode. And have a